ads? I do. I, I nice. am nice. chat GPT. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. You see me? I am the owner now. I, I own am, you, yeah? I am the AI now. Uh, you see me? I control you now. All right. Well, we should say... Are we, are we, ready, are we ready to open this up? Or what? I'm ready. Okay, wait. So, back, wait, hold on. Before we do this, before we do this, before we do this part. Uh, are we making... Are we making a proper introduction? I know you didn't use the intro, actually, we did totally fine, don't care, but are we doing that or no? I think we'll I think I can care less. I think I'm going to like the way we just look at the intro banter session. Yeah, 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 I, I think we just keep it like a banter at the beginning. But then, like, maybe we do like a little, like, not something crazy, a picture, right? Hey, everyone, welcome back to, like, you know, Lab Joe podcast. I think we should just start right now. Yeah, this is right now. Yeah, this is the start. Levi with his terrible internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my terrible. <laughs> so yeah, welcome back to Lab Zero podcast. I stole it from Antonio. Um, yeah, we're rolling in. So it looks like Dave uh, actually went to the twenty-four hour of Daytona. I did have to throw you all about right that. I know. Yes, sir. Oh no, yeah, we're I'm starting you right in. This is yeah, happening. Yeah, we'll touch on F one a little bit. There's not much going on. A little bit of NASCAR. A little bit about the clash because I mean, it was kind of it was kind of terrible it was but, the clash. um i mean yeah anyways but yeah yeah i say we start with 24 I'm, I'm excited i really haven't talked to you since you got back man so i'm excited it was a heck of an event first of all like i have to recommend anyone that can spare like five days and a couple hundred bucks that this is this is the racing event i'm i talked to so many like photographers and like local floridians i guess is what we call them um, nice people uh but uh <laughs> i talked to a lot of locals and that have been coming for 20 years and they went down the rabbit hole of endurance racing and they ended up going to lama and they go all over the world and still they say that like the rolex is their pick for the best access you can have at an endurance race i think they were right I mean, um, for, I sat, I mean, the entire grandstands were open. It was general seating. So, you, yeah, it was so cool. You get there on Thursday. I bought the four-day ticket. Um, Thursday, Friday, the grandstands were not open. No, excuse me. Friday, they were. But Thursday, they were closed. Friday, they opened the grandstands, and you could sit. And that's when we watched the MX-5 races or race. There was one on Thursday, but we went home early. Um, but the MX-5 race on Friday Steak. was nuts. Awesome. Just crazy. The best thing about Daytona is you can see the whole track from your seat. Like I was wondering about that because that was something when you're down at Coda and a bunch of other tracks you cannot see, but like a couple turns in front of you and like maybe the back stretch. You can follow a car from the start-finish line all the way around back to the start-finish line. You can't see the bus stop very well from your seat, but... The infield is, I mean, it's like an IMAX movie theater, man. It's right there in front of you. It's easy to see. You can kind of follow the race dialogue without um, commentary, which was a big deal for me. I mean, I listen to commentary a lot with the radio, but, you know, like at Coda, like you said, or any other racetrack, really, like if if you're not listening to commentary or watching a timing screen, like you have no clue what's going on usually. Like you have some idea, but... At least here, we could see the pit cycles happening. Like you could kind of like 
unfocus your racing brain and see groups of cars pitting and then notice those same groups of cars pitting like 45 minutes later. And you could kind of follow the narrative. It was really cool. Um, the walking was insane. Like I'll get to the racing in a minute, but if you, if you go <laughs> bring good shoes, I, I have a smartwatch. I walked 52 and a half miles in four days. Um, get parking, pay for parking. Don't be afraid to pay for parking. Uh, the, we parked in free parking. It was fine, but hell of a walk. You're going to start every day off with like a mile and a half, um, which is not bad, but when you're hauling all of your gear and beer and radios and kid, if you have one, it's pay for parking. Um, the grid walk was insane. Don't miss that. Sign. Uh, I got to sign the start finish straight at Daytona, which is like no way. So sick, yeah. And it, you know, it was just like it open to anyone if you have a sharpie in your pocket. Um. So of course, I signed it like twice. Like my son scribbled on it. My wife signed it. Like you know, we're taking pictures and then they painted over it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but it was really cool. Um. The the. IMSA pilot series was really cool to watch. <clears throat> I mean, I didn't give it my full attention. I'll be honest. I spent a lot of the time walking around, uh, which is another story. Um, but the pilot race was cool. I mean, the racing was good. It was cool to see the Ford Mustangs um, do their thing. Haley, Haley Deegan led the race for a bit. I got to meet some wild Haley Deegan fans, by the way. <laughs> She's New got her own fan base. Dude, new breed of NASCAR fan. Yeah, creepy Haley Deegan fan, for real. Hmm. Um, but it was cool. Nice. They were cool. They were nice people, but uh, definitely existed. I got to, I didn't meet Haley Deegan, but she walked past me with the whole group of Ford drivers and Zane Smith and everyone that was driving the Fords in the pilot. Um, so she is a real person. So is Zane Smith. <laughs> they didn't talk to me. <laughs> um, I got to meet uh, Jim Meyer briefly who of Meyer Shank racing which was super cool if we're talking about like the accessibility of it all um, yeah that's that's nuts you're not going to get that anywhere else no spoiler alert extra. I'm a Meyer Shank fan um call me a bandwagoner but I'm I'm an Elio fan is what I am yeah and, and uh I was standing out in my pink shirt my Elio Castroneves shirt and uh, we were getting ready to go do the grid walk for the race and I'm standing in a sea of people. It must have been 10,000 people standing at this gate waiting to go in. And uh, this normal-looking dude, this normal-looking dude walks up to me out of nowhere. Um, and he had a ratty hat on. And he put his hand on my shoulder and shook my hand. And he goes, thank you for your support, son. Really appreciate it. And he walked away. And I was like, who is that? And there was another guy standing next to me in, a, in, an, in an LEO shirt. And he did the same thing to him, like a couple rows in front of me. And I went over and tapped him on the shirt. And I said, um, what are the chances that was Jim Meyer? And he said, I think they're pretty high. I think that was Jim Meyer. So we both took out our phones, started Googling. Sure enough, yeah, it was <laughs> Jim Meyer of Meyer Shank Racing. Just came up and said, what's up? And thanked me for my support, which was wild. Um, and if I ever go, I know what to do now. I'm just going to put a ratty hat on and just go shaking people's hands. <laughs> just walk. Yeah, right. Thank you for your support, dude. I want to uh, shake your hand. <laughs> shake your hand right here. Thanks for they, support, son. They had a bunch of show cars there. Um, if you have I was going to end up in jail. If you have a kid, bring them. Because my kid got was a superstar. Um, got to ride in like 
24-hour Daytona winning Mazda RX-7s and like got all of his pictures taken and like was a celebrity, dude. It was definitely a VIP pass having a uh, two-year-old son. So if you have one of those, recommend it. If you don't, rent one. Do whatever you can. It was worth yeah, it. Yeah, how much did that cost me? It help you with Haley Deacon, <laughs> did it? No. Well, Wait, is that illegal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... I don't think a kid is the best uh, pickup line. Um, it's okay. Just bring me. Yeah, there you go. This is Antonio. <laughs> um, He's a Canadian. But anyway, it was great. Like, He's like 12 or something. <laughs> I'm buying my tickets for next year as soon as they go um, on sale. I think they're already out for sale because I've heard people are already renewing. Yeah, and I, and oh, wow. I it must have just came because I need to check. And I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to buy parking this time. Um, but I'm going next year for sure. Daytona I'm joining Beach is you. Like, it's a cool place. Like Daytona is a, a cool place. Um, I'm not a Floridian, so it was a little weird. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, but it was very cool. Uh, the vibe was cool. A bunch of international race fans. It's hard to believe that just three weeks later, they sell out that entire place for the Daytona 500. And yeah. the, I've never seen a place so large in my life. Just, oh my God, how big that grandstand is, is just mind-blowing. And uh, yeah, the fact that that's going to be packed to the elbows is just, makes me, honestly makes me anxious. <laughs> I don't, I'm kind of glad I'm not going to the Daytona 500, that sounds. Yeah, I don't know if I ever will, just for that simple fact, Gosh, you know? so many people. I mean, there was only, so a, there people. was only 100,000 people at the Rolex. And uh, to think about, you know, half a million or something like that. Oh gosh, it was crazy. Um, well, let's get to the racing because the racing was the best part. Um, wh- what a finish by the GTP and the LMP2 classes. Uh, the entire battle from start to finish was entertaining to watch. I honestly couldn't give GT as much attention as I wanted to because I felt like anytime I turned my back on the top two classes, I would lose the narrative of what was going on. I mean, I would turn around and then like the number six Porsche was in first place. Like what the heck happened, right? Um, It was chaos, but it was chaos because it was close. Um, Up until 12 hours to go, we had like seven cautions, uh, which was enough to compensate for a lot of the Porsches and BMWs issues because they had a bunch of them. Um, yeah, yeah, but they, uh, the cautions really brought everyone back together. There was times when the BMWs, like by hour six or seven, it was just kind of like over for them. And then they came back to the lead lap. And if I, I don't want to speak wrong, I don't have a full lap chart in front of me, but I'm pretty sure they made it up to the P3 briefly. And it was kind of like, okay, here we go. And, I mean, the t- number 24 BMW had a star-studded crew. I mean, those guys was no joke. I mean, um, Colton Herta um, and then uh, Augusto Farfis, who's like an enduro all-over-the-world guy. He was in Bathurst a week later, which is nuts. Um, and we'll talk more about other drivers that were in both the 24-hour and Bathurst because that just blows my mind. Even in sim racing, if I had to race the 24-hour of, Daytona, and then the next weekend had to do Bathurst. That just yeah, sounds like murder to me. <laughs> yeah, and that's in your home. That's not sweating your butt off. You know, <laughs> that's not suit. traveling halfway around the world. God. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, there were several drivers um, that did that, but I'll get there. Um, 
the the GTP class top three was split by all of 9.63 seconds, which was awesome to see. Uh, the the BOP overall for the Rolex was a little all over the place, I think, in the GT field particularly. It was really sad to watch those Porsches just like, they had nothing. They had nothing to yeah. give. It's amazing that FAF finished on the lead lap. Um, they finished fifth, which is incredible. It was all due to the end you know the wave around rules in IMSA, but still, um, even it was even you. with the wave arounds, it's amazing that they finished. It was it. you that it was you that posted that video, wasn't it? Where they yeah. were just getting blown away on the streets, like out of the bus stop. Like they would come out of the infield, like onto NASCAR two, and immediately before they hit NASCAR three, it was obvious. Like it was, it was like they were in a different class. It was the same speed difference on the straights between the LMP3s and the GTs. I mean, it was sad. It was really sad. See, and I just, how can they, how can they do that? There's so much money and time tied up, you know what I mean, in this kind of racing. Like, I don't understand how they can do that and not see it before the race starts and go, whoa, this is way too much. We need to put it back. Yeah. And my problem with upset. BO, my problem with BOP, and not to get sidetracked here, it's they, BOP the individual car at the time. So I don't, I think what they should do is they should just grab like five random drivers and all the cars, go let them run, you know, 10 laps in each car, take the average and see how to even the cars out, not even, even the manufacturers out, not the cars. So if you have a good team that's fast and fast drivers, they are going to win. Don't penalize that team for being good. I will say, though, the, the balance in GTP seemed pretty good. I think Porsche and BMW had their own problems. Um, but the Cadillacs... BOP with ballast? Is that what that is? Yeah. and they, of performance. No, 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 I know. But I said, do, uh, they, do they bop it with, like, ballast, like, weight? Yeah, they add weight to the cars. Yeah, oh, okay. and um, all of the GTPs seem to have something uh, uh like i sent that picture of the cadillac that and it was all that same rear weight at least what you could see and i didn't do much research on that but overall the balance seemed pretty good um i will note that the winning team the number 60 acura um i couldn't find an accurate pit count but i do know when i was there they had pit nine or ten times more than everyone else by the end of the race I should have wrote that down. I wish I ha I thought it was something I could find easily after the fact, but it was actually I I couldn't find it. Um, like a an official pit count after the fact. Maybe I just wasn't looking in the right place. But that is something to note that um there were four GTPs that finished on the lead lap. They were two Acuras, two Cadillacs, seven hundred eighty three laps completed. Um, also something to note that both Acuras who are both running a 2.4 liter twin turbo V6, by the way. They were the only V6 in GTP. All the other cars were running V8s. Uh, the Cadillac was running a naturally aspirated V8, a 5.5 liter. Um, the BMW was running a 3.4 liter twin turbo V8. And the Porsche was running a 4.6 liter twin turbo V8. So some big cojones behind some of these cars. And uh, the Acura's. Both set their fastest lap in the first 10 laps of the race. 
They stayed, those two laps stayed the fastest laps of the race, the entire race, and no one could touch their pace. And they're running a twin turbo 2.4 liter V6, something real similar to their IndyCar engine. It's actually the same engine they developed for their IndyCar. Um, and they slapped it in their GTP car. So Acura's got some secret sauce. Because On a side note, they're also the only car that's not going to Le Mans. Yeah, and it's it's I think that I think that there's gotta be politics there. I don't know what they are, but it's with it's Meyer Shank and I'm sure Wayne Taylor both want to go. Honda's or Acura is not letting them because Acura is only American. And I so they'd I, have I, to change everything to Honda. I love Meyer Shank, but honestly, the Konica Minolta 10 car, the Wayne Taylor car, is built. I mean, the team, you know, Ricky Taylor, Felipe Albuquerque, Louis Delatraz, Brennan Hartley, like these are international superstar names. Like, I would love to see them race in WEC. God, I think they would destroy. Uh, the n- number one Cadillac, that's the Scott Dixon, Sebastian Bourdais uh, team, the yellow car. Uh, yes. They got rear-ended pretty serious. I was actually sitting in the grandstands when that happened, um, and it was a pretty hard hit. That was when, when he spun at the Western Horseshoe and got slammed. Or he didn't spin. He, he uh, The LMP3... For someone yeah, spinning spun, and then and he uh, checked up and he got slammed. That back piece was sl- sliding all over the place behind his car. Um, they pit, put a new rear end on. The Cadillac was fast all day. Honestly, everyone thought that they were going to catch the Acura at the end of the race. Everyone was <laughs> the it, all the Acura fans were very nervous. Uh, I know that. I think it was the rest of us were watching it all together. If I remember right um we were talking about it and we from watching it on tv it looked like the actors were untouchable from cadillac for those last what was it last like four cautions yeah frustrated. Frustrated. at the end of the race yes. yes but with between 10 and six hours to go like in the night stints the the gap well let me first say the number six porsche came into the mix in the night it's Nick Tandy. And um, they ended up having technical issues and they finished pretty much last, except for the 25 BMW. The number six Porsche finished 83 laps down. But like into the night, they, I think they led the race briefly. They were so fast. They're, Who's that? The Porsches or the Caddies? The Porsche, the number six Porsche in the middle really? of the night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were they were screaming, and honestly, it was kind of like, "All right, here we go." Um, because early in the race, they had technical issues. Well, sure enough, like I said, with eighty three or like I think it was four hours to go, they had a major technical issue, and were like they put it in the garage for a long time um, and finished the race, but eighty three laps down, the uh, number twenty four BMW. Ended up finishing 15 laps down and the number 31 Cadillac, that's the Waylon Cadillac, ended up finishing 12 laps down. They both just had technical issues. Really the only, um, I mean, the Acuras were consistent. The one and two Cadillacs were consistent. The two Cadillac is the Cadillac that finished fourth all on the lead lap. They were great to watch. Um, LMP2 was a sight. LMP2 was a heck of a race throughout the entire night. 
you could watch the like the top four cars just battle it out. Um, the top four cars also finished on the lead lap um, in LMP2. The first and second place, if you watched it, which I hope you did, was 16 one-thousandths of a second at the line. Yeah, that was crazy. Finish. Yeah, I did not think he, coming out of the bus stop, and yeah, it is no. the bus stop, it's not the Lamar chicane, I don't care yeah, what right? anyone says. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't think he had him. I was like, he's he's lost it. I don't know. I don't know. It was, I was just, just incredible. flabbergasted. It was incredible. And it, and Antonio could say it too, man. He was, I mean, the, 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 uh, broadcast was frustrating the crap out of me because yes i understand the gtp just won and they're wanting to show it but there was a, such a battle going on they yeah, could have stayed on it for two laps yeah and yeah and, that was frustrating for sure <laughs> i think i think it, um levi can go with this i know he was watching um nbc with me the the broadcast the whole 24-hour broadcast i don't know how much he watched of it was frustrating yeah agree Agree, but it's it seems like it's always kind of like that with these races. They I don't I don't think they know where to go. Yeah, with what well, they're showing. I mean, there's so much stuff going on. Yeah, I know for Lamar, um, Motor Trend has it. It's on one channel and it's 24 straight hours with commercials. I will give them that with commercials, but it it's so nice to stay on one channel and the commercials are segmented they're they're predictable they're not they just don't throw random commercials in at random times yeah from what i watched of the replay i can see how it was frustrating um and shout out to imsa radio at the track because those guys were at it the entire time no break all 24 hours and they were entertaining non-stop um to listen to in the radio um it's the voice of imsa guy i don't remember his name but uh it 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 was just awesome to listen to um and then the other thing that was fun to listen to was the NBC broadcasters when they went to commercial like Parker Klingerman and all those guys um they would go to commercial and then the the radio transmission would stay on so to hear to hear like Lee Diffie and Parker Klingerman and everyone like banter between broadcast mm -hmm. cuts was hilarious um See, that's the <laughs> it was really not, fun. That's the, the thing where I would love. I pay for Peacock, so I watch most of the race on Peacock. When you break for commercial, I'm paying for this service. Just put a static camera on and let me hear them banter. Yeah, it was fun. Um it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. What wasn't fun, segue back to racing, uh, was the LMP3 class. An absolute Ooh. joke. No one, no one, they didn't really give it much attention because it was so much of a joke. No one really realizes um, that, uh, yes, the first place LMP3, they had a pretty good race altogether. They finished um, essentially about 40 laps down from the GTP class. They outran all the GTD and GTD Pro cars, as you should, as a prototype car. They are the only LMP3 car that outran the GTD and GTT Pro cars. <laughs> um, behind them overall, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh gosh, almost 15 GTs crossed the finish line before the second place LMP3 car. An additional, gosh, 12 laps down 
they were a complete nightmare. The rest of the LMP3s ended up f- finishing, I mean, a collectively gaps of seven laps, 10 laps. There were nine of them on track, and really only one of them finished anywhere where they should have. Um, they had engine failures. They were crashing all over the place. It was honestly a joke. <laughs> um, good thing is, is that they most of their BS got sorted out early, um, and they were not battling and causing issues for other drivers like Scott Dixon and that whole debacle. Um, but they were an absolute joke. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see something happen with LMP3s because they were kind of a joke last year too, a little bit. And I don't know. We might see them go away. I wouldn't be surprised. In my opinion, they're a complete waste of a class. Yeah, I don't know it's just why for rich they're dudes. out there. It's just for rich dudes. It- it seems it's like. such a waste of time. I, I mean, I'm not someone who really follows endurance racing, but when I do watch, I always see that LMP3 class and I just think of it as a joke. Like, you're lucky if the top two guys finish on the same lap. Like, within five laps of each other. Like, it's always brutal. There was no racing. It was just survival. And most, yeah, of, them, exactly. most of them didn't. Most of them retired and DNF'd altogether. So, um, but, you know, at least they got their BS over quickly. The GT and GTD Pro class, while I didn't give it much attention, was worth my attention, unfortunately. Um, The Heart of Racing team, number 27 car, uh, the GTD car, not GTD Pro car, won the overall GT category. Um, On the same lap as the winner of the GTD Pro class, which was the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes AMG, and that car was piloted by. Um, none other than your first place and third place finishers at the Bathurst 12 hour, which I think is amazing. Engel, the driver of the triple nine who got the drive through penalty near the end of the Bathurst and ended up finishing third, who had the amazing comeback and almost ended up taking second. And I think with one or two more laps might've won the whole thing back. A drive through penalty and one and a half seconds off the lead. Absolutely ridiculous, but he is your Daytona 24-hour winner for GTD Pro, which I think is incredible. His teammate is your winner for the Bathurst 24-hour. So the the Sunburst Mercedes that took first was his teammate for the Rolex. How crazy is that, dude? <laughs> oh my Dudes can drive. God, right? It was a show, yeah. If you're good, you can be good anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you don't need... Yeah, yeah you can go from Daytona to Bathurst in the same week and just <laughs> and crazy. slay and just slay and be legendary. It was just amazing to watch. They were great. They were so great that they were almost boring at the, at the race. Um, yeah. Only four cars finished on the lead lap. Yeah. From their back. I mean, like I said, the GT class was all pretty close. I mean, your, your top 10 finishers were within your top 10 finishers were, were within three or four laps of each other. Um, your top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven finishers were all on the same lap of a bunch of different constructors. And we saw a bunch of awesome names like uh, Nikki Tim come back for Austin Martin. He's always awesome to watch. Um, I guess we should also talk about LMP2, um, Joseph Newgarden and Scott McLaughlin's team, uh, Tower Motorsports. They had nothing but terrible luck. It was it was something they that didn't I was, even make it a lap, did they? 
No, I think first lap of the race, they had issues. Or I think it was first five, ten laps of the race. Yeah. Did and, you hear what the issue was? Um, no, they just pulled over. I, I, uh, I want to say it was. They manufactured the drink bottle like over some major electrical component and the drink bottle leaked yes. on the electrical component oh. and caused an electrical issue in their car. No, I didn't hear that. They had to change the battery, right? I didn't hear that. There was a lot of IndyCar names on the on the grid. Um, getting to see the garages and how technical those cars were up close was pretty astounding. Um, and then also, in a way, I will say, when you're standing next to one, you can still like feel the essence of a go kart in a way. It's like it's it's so complicated and so overdone and so beautiful but at the same time it's so simple like when you really start focusing your eyes and looking at it like um there was just something special about the the prototype cars um i guess like i don't know if you're familiar with like occam's razor like the simplest solutions the best and uh i read adrian newey's book how to build a car and he kind of talks about that like in car design that like the the aesthetics, what makes a car beautiful, right? Like why a Ferrari SF90 is beautiful and like maybe resembles a beautiful woman in a way is because like it's nature's way of dictating beauty is sometimes by functionality. And when it comes to aerodynamics, like beautiful curves and wonderful um, symmetry, like it makes a car faster. So it's simple. But when you're standing next to one, also, they're 10 times smaller than you think. Like, they're not very big. Those, G those GTP cars or the LMP2 cars, they're not very big at all. Um, the cockpit honestly looks like a death chamber, honestly. <laughs> it's like this little tiny carbon fiber hole. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, they were, they're special. And I would love to see the WEC cars come over and race Daytona. I think that. For once, America's on to something with this category. I think that this is an international phenomena. The cars were amazing to watch on track. Really were. Um, I think you will see them because this is going back to like Acura's not going. Cadillac is. Cadillac showed speed and they're going to have so much more testing going into Le Mans than any other car. Yeah. Like, and I hope they I'm do not, well. I'm not, I think it's going to dictate the future of those categories coming to the U.S. Yeah. I'm not holding my breath now. And y'all know that I'm pulling for Caddy and IMSA. But I, I have high hopes for Lamar. I think that they can be a, they can challenge for the overall win. And that's what's exciting. You know, seeing an, Amer an American team stand on top of the podium at Lamar again is going to, I think it's going to be awesome. I think they can do it. I saw what I needed to they see. Can. I saw what I needed to see, man. Cadillac was really strong. I mean, I mean, it's Cadillac. Yeah. Come on. And like we let's not forget, like Porsche's Penske. I think they're going to get their act together too. And I know they're yeah. not going. Well, well, are they going to Lima? No. No, they are. They are. Yeah. Uh, they're taking uh, two cars to Lima, but they're also Porsche's also producing. They're mass, not mass producing, but 
on race car standards, you can buy one of their um, GPDs or LMDH Porsches to go run in the these series. Yeah, and there was so, teams running LMP3 that were the the there was a yellow LMP3 there. I don't remember the team's name, but it was one of the teams that would say that's a customer Porsche team. Yeah. And the livery on their Porsche or on their LMP3 said, uh, my other car's a Porsche. It was really funny. Yeah. And I think they're, I think they're the other team running at Le Mans in the Porsche. And they didn't, I don't think they did very well. If I remember right. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's it for the Rolex. It was great. If you can go, go. We'll, I will be there. Hopefully we will be there. Well, while we're on the, the endurance topic and we've, We've touched on Bathurst a little bit. Um, I don't know. I know um, David and Antonio watched. Did you catch any of it, Levi? I did not. No, sir. Okay. Um, well, I tried to to watch most of it. I probably watched probably a total of six hours of it, um, mostly the beginning of the race. Um, but I guess... The main topics are, I think it was the 912 car that finished, no, no, the 999 car that finished in third. I think they broke the lap record around Bathurst um, in qualifying, which is on Bathurst's YouTube channel, onboard camera, and is pretty frightening to watch. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, going through the dipper, they bottom out pretty hard. And it's like, how do you even hold on to a car that bottoms out that hard? Oh man. Uh so that that was a f- first entertaining. I always find this race very entertaining to watch just because of the technical aspect of this track. Uh but I really want to get into and um get the Dave and Antonio's Bill. What do y'all feel about the penalty for the triple nine? Um, it was for that crash going into like the yeah. second last corner there, right? Yeah, with about forty five minutes to go in the race. It's what, what, harsh, but it, it happens. Ba- basically, what was happening, Levi, is that second last corner there. There's like a, there's like that. I don't know. It'd be a decent shot at a passing opportunity. And he threw it in yeah. kind of late and ended up dumping the other car. He went in the grass. The guy who dumped him kept going. So the triple nine kept going. And then the other car ended up getting back on track. But I think he had quite a quite an advantage. He kind of dumped him for the lead. Uh, so they ended up handing him a 42nd. Uh, was it stop and hold? Or no, it was, was it a drive, drive through. through. What ended up being? It was or, a yeah, drive through, through that ended up putting him 40 seconds behind the other guy. Behind the 75 yeah. in the sunburst car. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it's harsh, I guess, but it's, like, also deserved at the same time. I mean, I don't really know how you'd hand someone a better way of penalizing them for dumping a guy for the lead. So, I mean, it's probably fair in uh, in that aspect of it. Crappy that it happened at the end of the race, um, which did put him out of, well, I, I say out of contention, but he was there, man. He needed another lap. I mean, I almost feel like he could have got two guys on one lap with the pace he was running, but I think it was fair. It was definitely deserved. I don't know what you think, Dave. Uh, I mean, it just hurt. I guess I'm on, I, I agree. I agree with you, but it hurt. It was like, it just hurt. 
<laughs> I didn't. I didn't see it, but that, I mean, it's endurance racing. They put so much into the races, right there at the end to do something like that. I think he got to be pretty harsh. I think. I think dumps a harsh word, but yeah, he did dump him a little. Yeah, but he he threw it in there, um, coming into what I would call a chicane off a kink. Um, I think the sunburst car's got to know he's going to do it though. Um, I saw many cars do that all in the parts that I watched coming out of that kink. I think personally, I think you give him a 30 second time penalty that he has to try to make at the end of the race. Uh, that's a, that's an interesting take. You know, I think, cause look what he was leading by 15 seconds when he got the penalty. I know this is an arbitrary number. I don't remember, but like, we'll just say 15 seconds. And then he was 45 seconds behind. So what he was a minute behind, he'd lost a whole minute on the freaking drive through. Yeah. It was tough watching him take it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's the longest. It, it's hard to say though, because the problem is once you start doing like the time penalties and stuff, especially in something that's like as high end as like an endurance race, it becomes like not maybe not hard to track, but I feel like it would be easier to drive 30 seconds off than it would be to take that drive through and have it be consistent sort of thing you know what i mean like yeah. I, I don't know I don't, I don't know if there's a better way of doing it than the way they did it i think a time penalty it's at true. the end would be crappy because there's there's too many scenarios where like that wouldn't work i feel like like at least the drive throughs it opens up in a bias. sense it's like ah let's give them 35 seconds you know, like, uh, well, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard because it'd be case by case at that and point. And then you the win by pretty six standards. And it's like, okay. Yeah. I was actually thinking that he was going to get another penalty for speeding in pits. I would have sped in pits. <laughs> That's yeah, honest. it would have been hard not to. <laughs> like, to have that composure to do that and then come back to finish a second and a half in third place off the lead and not speed in pits. Well, that and the simple fact of keeping your cool afterwards, man, I would have been livid right. when I came back out. My brain would not be on making good lap times. Right. I'd want to, but I'd be so frustrated. I think that's yeah. what lit him up, though. I think the lividness that... <laughs> that's, that That's why I'm sitting in an extra, you know, <laughs> computer room in my house, and he's behind the wheel, like, every week. You know, that extra fire under his you-know-what is... He's just like, I gotta go. And he's... He started trying to run him down. It was awesome. It was it was fun to watch nonetheless. And the Porsche was sandwiched yeah. between the two AMGs, which were just overpowering at, uh, in a way at um, Daytona too. The I felt like the Porsche didn't have the straight line speed to keep up with the Mercedes. No, because once he caught once he caught him, the only section he could catch him was on top of the hill, and then he couldn't do anything with it. No, because he was he was. I want to say he caught him in a faster rate than the 99 caught them. But then it was done. Yeah. Yeah. It could be dirty air, too. I mean, Mount Panorama sucks in a way. There's well, some good straights and stuff, but catching if, is is one thing. Yeah. If I uh, looked at both these cars, I think the Mercedes AMG, I'm looking at it. I'm going, that's a that's a damn straight line freaking speed car. I look at a Porsche, I think that thing can handle the turns and the curves and it's going to be glued to the track. It's a go-kart. Yeah. So I think I think that show I think 
that shows that, and it's it's hard to pass at Mount Panorama on the top of the hill. It's easier to pass on the straightaways, and the nine one two doesn't have that. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Nonetheless, glad no kangaroos were harmed in the making of that film. <laughs> or Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that I find interesting, this is the first year I've watched this race. Um, I followed it. I never watched it. So I really started kind of doing some research. Every class runs the same car. So what like, do you mean? Wait. So the pro, there's a Pro-Am. They finished seventh, but won the Pro-Am class. So there was one, two, three. There's four classes that run this event. And they all run GT3s, and none of them are like, they're not like the GTDs and the GTD um, pros. It's just driver ability. Yeah. It's That's just, wild. are you a bronze, silver, or gold driver? I'm a copper. I'm a lead. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i find that very interesting that you know you're driving the exact same you know well that i guess the pas for pro-am the pro-am drivers in the audi but there's a in 10th place there's a pro-am driver in the mercedes he could have just as well been in the 75 yeah. The same car. It's not BOP'd or anything to lessen its power. That's crazy. From my understanding. I think that's, that's crazy. That's cool. Damn. That's hard to think about. Yeah. Because it, it wasn't it was a big difference. Yes. Um you know. And you know, what was great about last weekend too is we had, you know, the twelve hours of bathers, but then Sunday we got the um Clash. Yeah, the two clash, different baby. Two different races. <laughs> oh yeah, two different races. Yeah. But it it racing's back is what we can yeah. say after this. Uh, you know, yes. We've it had three weekends of just full on racing and I'm pumped. Me hey, too. like I said last episode, I'm watching NASCAR now. So I watched oh, the clash. Oh I'm proud. I, really. <laughs> I, watched I, I, I stuck moment. it out too, boys. <laughs> I did too. I watched it. That last um, half was pulling teeth, man. I mean, literally watching paint dry. Watching I, any paint other. scrape off. Uh, I loved it and I hated it at the same time. Uh, the first half was really, okay, it's, I want to say, I don't want to say exciting at a short track. I mean, short track racing is fun, but that one is so short that literally the only pass you're going to make is, you know, the bump and run. Um, yeah, the oh, only person that could do it, the only person that could do a 41 priest actually made a couple passes on the outside. Actually, that's how he got up there. And Kyle I Bush think I'm doing it at the end. end. Yeah, true. And I'm, I think I'm going to give that priest. I think I'm going to give him a watch. That was, that was a pretty good look. Um, I think that's kind of his wheelhouse track racer. Yeah, I think that's his wheelhouse for sure. But I am going to try to keep up with him a little bit more than everybody else, probably, because, you know, you got to pick a guy. So he's my underdog. I don't know, Rainy Baby. I hear right. I don't know if we should be running at stock cars at a track where you can run, run with your feet a 60 second lap. Well, it's all, and that's the deal. They've got to get away from this gimmick stuff, man. You know what I mean? Like we were talking kind of off off the uh, podcast, but. 
you want to do a short track for something like this to to fire up the you know start of the season or something go ahead and do it at one of the old tracks repave it you know i'd rather it get repaved than one that you got to pave and then put back at the la coliseum i mean well, we talked about what rockingham i think somebody brought up rockingham yeah i mean if you're um, gonna be gimmick let's just get like beyonce and shakira in the infield during the race like we'll have I mean, fireworks much, the whole time like they pretty much still wasn't they Wiz did Khalifa. have fireworks really? the whole time you know what I mean? Like, like well, we'll have like an app like where you can head. vote for drivers' cars to blow up. Like, I don't know how far we're gonna take it. You know what I mean? Anyway, NASCAR is not trucks? my topic. So we could have monster <laughs> trucks while the race car, like, while they're racing. Now Three flag talking. drops and grain digger, great grave digger jumps the track. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I, I agree um, with you, Levi. Like. Not even Rockingham. Think about these like small track owners, and I'm going to pull one out of YouTube because it's one I know. Cletus McFarland owns a Freedom Factory, Old DeSoto Raceway down in Brainton, Florida. I'm sure he would love to have the money to repave his track and have NASCAR come there. That's a quarter mile track. Yeah, I just, I don't. LA Coliseum is a location. I get that, but there's other locations, right? I mean, am I wrong in saying that? Like, we can find something else that's more natural. I think, NASCAR. Overall, I think, need... I think yeah, overall the clash is a great idea. Um, like what they're trying to do with it, it's just hard in that Coliseum because it's so like a quarter mile is not small by any stretch. Like, it's, I think it's totally doable to race on a quarter mile. Maybe not with thirty six cars or something crazy like that. But I do think it's doable. I think the biggest issue with this track is actually just the shape of it. Like, it's it's not shaped very well, the corner. You know what I mean? Like, you can't really take it. It is awkward. You almost have to, you almost have to diamond it. Like, it's weird. Yeah, because you know? everybody, you know, it's paperclip, but Martinsville is a paperclip, too. And they get up to close to or over 100 mile an hour there. They were doing 85 here. Yeah, they, I, I really think they can find a better venue. I almost think it would be like if you wanted to keep up that short track venue, maybe do something where you you change it up and go to like, you know, like places like maybe not Myrtle Beach. I think it's closed now, but, you know, st stuff like that, like Cali's got tracks. Everywhere's got them short tracks. Do like a more of a mm -hmm. hometown track sort of feel where you show up, do the clash there every year as opposed to you know, making a temporary track. I, I do think it's a lot of money wasted. Like it's a, it's a really good marketing idea to get, you know, some new people interested, a new crowd out there in, in LA. But I think, uh, I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I think it's better to maybe find a different way to go about the clash. Cause I didn't like Daytona personally. I think it's always a snooze fest. Nobody wants to wreck their cars, especially nowadays with the part shortages and stuff. Like nobody wants to go trash a car at Daytona for a clash win like you know what i mean so I, I think this idea is better it's just the racing this clash was definitely not as good as it was last clash like it was like there were some moments but there was also some like what are we doing here i was i was thinking earlier today about it and was going you know back in the 90s and the early 2000s the clash or the bud shootout from how i remember it mm -hmm. it was good because he himself it was good because the money payout was actually worth something to the driver back then. You know, the problem is we can't, you can't make a money payout now that's worth something to the driver and the team. Like money's too much involved in this sport. Now it's, it's too big. 
I used to the drivers were making you know two three hundred thousand a year. So you told them that you can win five hundred thousand or a million in one yeah. race. They were racing for that shit. They wanted it. Now they're signing million dollar contracts like every year. So and, well, and then I I look at I don't know I didn't watch the end of the race, but I saw pictures of Bubba Wallace sitting in his car like looked like he was pissed off. You know I'm like, dude, you're getting paid to be there and you're dude, there I don't to have like fun. That guy. <laughs> I really like okay for the I'll say it. I'll say it. (laughs) I've been dying to say this all day. I don't like Bubba Wallace. (laughs) I tried to. Yeah. I can't. And I'm from Alabama. I can't. I I feel like I feel like he's one of those guys that wants to be the bad guy, but he's trying to be the good guy. Yeah. And that frustrates the heck out of me. Be one or the other. (laughs) You know? It's it's like I get Kyle Bush, right? It's Kyle Bush. Yeah. That's what he does. Everybody knows, you know, he's an a-hole. He knows that. That's what he's played. But he just keeps it the whole time, you know? God, I don't know. I just don't like that guy. Like I said, it just seems to me like he wants to be the 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 bad guy. You know, he, he tries not to be the bad guy, but he is the bad Like, that's how he races and stuff. Well, but like Norman Flops. Like you said, he's being, he's like he's getting paid to be there. Like when we went to Texas Motor Speedway, we watched like him do his interview and he was like the most arrogant dude I've ever seen on stage. He Ty acts, Gibbs is up there too, which was no, not much better. I'll my say. problem yeah. with Bubba. But, but Bubba was like, yeah, North Face sponsors me. Like with the amount of money I make, like I can get everyone here in North Face jacket. Like, no, sh- like he was saying stuff like that. And I was just saying in the crowd, like for someone who's never, had an impression a first impression of you other than you in a race car like you're an arrogant jerk right off the bat like i i can't get behind him i i know he's from mobile but i i tried but his attitude just dude be humble and be appreciative of what you have and go out there and try to race and show Alabama, like, the last Alabama drivers we've had were Alabama gang drivers. Yeah. And he's just embarrassed. Like, it's an embarrassment for us. And, like, it I'm hurts okay me. I'm okay with cocky. Yeah. I'm okay with cocky. It's good TV. And, and I mean, I'll, I understand that there is, a, a, like, a cultural importance to Bubba being in NASCAR. And he's a good driver regardless of his skin color. And I think like, of course the reference is Willie T ribs, right? Like Willie T ribs was a formula one test driver. He drove in NASCAR. Like Willie will tell you to your face. And I've listened to a bunch of his interviews. Cause I'm a big fan of Willie T ribs. Like he's an arrogant dude too. Cause you kind of need to be, if you're going to yeah. be a professional race car driver, you need to be able to tell other people to their face that you're better than them. That's just how it is. Like, and I get it, but Something about, like you said, Bubba's trying to be the villain, and I don't dig it. Like, it makes well, me skeptical, all, right? Like, those type of people you meet in your life that are, like, trying to be a certain thing for you. I don't I'm know. all about being the, the, the criminal and the enemy. Everybody's got to be it, right? Let's do it. But don't do it and then go, no, no, I'm just out here just trying to race around. I don't, you know, I got nothing. I got yeah, to, that's you know, sports that kind of or whatever you said it. last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Own it. Interview. Own it. That's what you want, then own it. Denny Great. Hamlin was kind of like that too at the beginning of his career. In my mind, that's me personally. I'm probably gonna be pissing a lot of people off, but I it, do. It, I agree. Now, 
now he's better. I have to say, I'm, I can't get behind Denny Hamlin because I've never been a big fan, but it seems like he's toned it down a little bit. I feel like maybe he paid his dues, you know, that kind of thing. And that's a big deal with me. Guys need to come in and pay their dues. You start winning, then you can start doing something. But I, I've know, always had like, a soft spot for Denny. I don't know why. I guess it, well, and that's, a, that's right, the here reason. we go. We got <laughs> the, the his blue eyes. We found him. <laughs> oh, Denny! I always liked Denny. Uh, FedEx to my heart. <laughs> FedEx can that's you know, what I, go do what you, what they do best at is being I, late. This is better. <laughs> that's what I, Dale Jarrett. That's baby. what I always felt about uh, Joey Logano. Also, though, you know, it was like he just kind of came in, and I just couldn't get behind him because of the fact I was like, you got to pay your dues, man, before you start bumping people around and this and that. I think that's another so, thing that's hard with NASCAR is, and Levi, correct me if I'm wrong. Really, the only person we ever had come in in the in our era who just was like dominant off the start was Jeff Gordon. Yes, sir. Yes, Jeff, Jeff Gordon, maybe. Other than that, a lot of people you, you earned your dues. Yeah. At the same time, though, I remember when Jeff Gordon uh, got pushed around, thrown around a oh, little yeah. bit because he, got, he was doing some of that too. He would he, get he pushed around and thrown around, but he held his own, yep. and he earned respect pretty quickly i just feel like these new guys come in and they're catered to too easily it's like i think we should make gonna... all new guys come in with a pencil mustache and rainbow outfits <laughs> i think that's why yeah. jeff gordon was so great and and the alien <laughs> sunglasses from the 90s is like that boy named sue J- johnny cash song yep so can i, right, can that's I a just good say song. one thing can, can i just say one thing though <laughs> I, I haven't been watching NASCAR for two, three, maybe four years. How is Daniel Suarez still here? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen him perform very well either. I can't I'm just lie. Saying. Why? Why? Where, where There's a few he? guys in the field that are kind of just like, how are you still here? Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Okay. You, <laughs> you know one thing, though? Michael I, McDowell. Like, look back at the 90s, though. You're. I don't want to say Jimmy Spencer, but I'm going to say Jimmy Spencer. I have a feeling we're always going to look back at the 90s with Norman. <laughs> you still had those drivers even, in the 90s. Happened in the last five years? What? So do you even know anything that's happened in the last five years in NASCAR? <laughs> Are you still, do you still think we're at the car tomorrow? We're not there anymore. <laughs> Whatever they take that wing off the back. We're next year <laughs> now, baby. Drop that, drop that spoiler off front of there. It's going to be a better car. Man, I, I think I think Daniel Suarez has some chops, but I think the whole like track house is cool. Okay, Ross Chastain is cool, but like like they're not like they're I don't know they they're from a different cut. You know what I mean? They're good in the right circumstance. Both of the track house guys are. It's not. I I don't think they're consistently good everywhere. I think that you put either one of them in the right place at the right time and they can perform, but they both of their stories are great. And I think that ultimately Trackhouse is a they're a marketing company, man. Red I mean, Pitbull is one of the owners. I mean, I think that they fit they fit the, the mold perfect. Like the the market, the Spanish speaking market is massive. It's huge. For all things, for all sports, it really is, and um, you can see it with like 
with Checo. And it's not, it's, it's Spanish speaking, but the, the Mexican market is huge. And you see it with guys like Checo. I mean, like the, even in Texas and South Texas, you go to a gas station and Checo's face is on the, um, Red Bull dispenser or in the, like, yeah, you don't, you don't get that. You don't get that. Yeah. I get you. You you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a thing. There's not a lot of Spanish speaking or is particularly Mexican sports stars that are that get a multi-million viewership on a weekly basis and i think that i don't know if you're a business like it's you would give daniel suarez an extra chance you know what i mean um come on four or five years though bro i know know, dude needs to win a race i think if he doesn't this year it's over speaking about that dude xfinity did they stop going to mexico I don't know I that. Been stopping going to Mexico. What do you mean? That's it. Xfinity. They did. okay. I, I just remember That's the Xfinity race in Mexico. I thought was a big deal. It's huge. Okay. It's a big deal. So while we're on this deal, so uh, I talked about a little bit about it, but I don't think my what I tried to post went through. So Denny Hamlin, I saw him on Twitter, and I did not know this was a thing for Daytona. They have changed the ruling, I guess, and so. They get no practice. Sorry to transition away from the uh, clash, but sorry, that one blew my mind and I just remembered it. They get zero practice up to qualifying. And There's a lot of that. changes coming up, actually. I don't know the if what, you guys... Yeah, fill, on, us, in, I, fill us in yeah, on that. The, yeah, because the that one right there blew my mind. I know, and I know there's a lot more, Antonio, and I know I think you've got a, a kind of finger on the pulse on that, but... Yeah, there's there's a lot that, with the to plate tracks. I know they're bringing the choose cone in, um, so that'll be huge. Uh, me personally, I'm not a huge fan of the choose cone, but uh, that's coming back. Do you guys want me to just run through them all and then we yeah, can run talk about them all, yeah, or should I go steal. one by one? Okay, no. all righty, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to the good old 2023 NASCAR rule package. Brought to you by Canada. With yes, sir. Anyways, maple syrup. Uh, <laughs> all right, so rundown. Um, so NASCAR will no longer have cautions at the end of stages, uh, only for road courses. If only, uh, if only that transitioned everywhere, but, uh, road courses that's gone. Uh, hopefully we get to bring that to eventually back to plate tracks. That'd be great. So it's not, uh, it's not, a, it's, it's nothing but road courses, right? That they're going to try this on for now. Yeah. So it's only, it's only at road courses. They're still going to chuck a, a stage end thing. Uh, so like you're going to still get points and stuff as, at least to my understanding, but there's going to be no yeah. stage break. It's going to just be continuous, which is good. That'll bring strategy back. That's, that's good. It'll bring strategy back. Uh, so I'm glad they're listening in that sense. Um, losing a wheel will no longer be a four race suspension to your crew chief and two members and, and, or uh, sorry, what losing a wheel will no longer be a four race suspension to the crew chief and two crew members. Uh, that was huge before. I know now it's going to be, uh, if it happens under green, it's a pass through penalty. Um, or sorry, if it happens under caution, I believe it's a pass through penalty. And then under green, that's a steep, uh, I'm glad it's like a glad. two lap penalty or something crazy. I don't know. It's, it's a weird set of penalties. I don't actually have that one down. Yeah. That's yeah, a really, that, uh, steep, that was steep. Yeah. yeah. Four race. <laughs> I still yeah, think the crew brutal. chief gets suspended for oh. a race. Don't Jiminy don't hold me to Christmas. that. I, I still think the crew chief gets suspended one race. Okay, so here it is. So, if it happens on pit road, it'll be a re, you either have to restart at the tail end of the field 
Um, so that's if it happens under caution. Uh, otherwise, if it's under green, it'll just be a pass-through. Uh, but if it happens beyond pit road, it is a two-lap penalty and a two-race sus- suspension for two crew members. So no longer just... Um, no longer j- the, the crew chief, which I, I never understood for the crew chief because it's not like it was his fault. So the crew members would make sense. I assume they're just going to chuck the maybe the tire changer and the or the guy who takes off the tire and the guy who is receiving the tire, I guess. I, I don't no, know it's who the, specifically it's. The tire carrier and the gunman. Hey, let's start doing that in football, okay? The guy who does the targeting, you and the coach are out. <laughs> yeah, <game>. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It makes no sense. Uh, so now the pit road clock is going to be seven minutes. It was previously six minutes last year, although it increased to 10 for the playoffs. I don't. They didn't say anything if they're going to keep the 10 for the playoffs this year, uh, but they did for the regular season bump it up from six to seven. I think this was just to give it more time, you know, if you're changing like a toe link or, you know, a suspension piece that's like susceptible to breaking. You have more time now as opposed to before it was kind of like tight. Um for so in cup, you no longer have to be in the top thirty in points to be eligible for playoffs with a victory. So unfortunately, we can have someone like Cody Ware come in and win Daytona and race like you know all season in fortieth place. And unfortunately, he will make the playoffs now. I'm not but sure I agree hey, with that change. Well, that'll kind of bring in some of those uh, road course guys that I kind of I kind of enjoyed you back in the day when they'd bring in the old you know what is it uh Boris Seds and that kind of stuff for road courses. The Dinger is going to yeah. win it all this year, boys. Hey, Dinger. I'm yeah, but it still goes that playoffs that got to go. Yeah. I w- If it was a yeah. chase format, I wouldn't mind seeing like those guys True. see if they could do something. But they're not going to do anything in the... That's a wasted spot. Yes. Sorry. Carry on. Carry on. Yeah, and uh, one more big thing is uh, wet tires are now going to be available for damp conditions at select ovals. And they That'd got the racing up there before we did. <laughs> It'll be available at the LA Coliseum, which obviously we did not see that. It'll be available at Martinsville, North Wilkesboro, New Hampshire, Phoenix, Richmond, Milwaukee, and Indianapolis Raceway. Phoenix? And, mm. and yes, Dave, to your point, they did get them before iRacing got them. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know what though? They have that agreement with NASCAR, so yeah, we, you know, you know we might get that pretty quick. Thanks, yeah, NASCAR. NASCAR. <laughs> that might be. They, yeah, they probably are the ones getting rain on the go. I'm not <laughs> even gonna lie. I won't even lie. Yeah. Unless IMSA is complaining, that would be good too. Hopefully, we can get them on that. <laughs> NASCAR gets race i racing. NASCAR gets rain, and no other car does. When it... <laughs> that would be about par for the course, wouldn't it? I... <laughs> And they're racing at Lamar. You're right. I think I think NASCAR is iRacing's beta tester. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we need to do rain. Can you just go to Lamar? <laughs> Try that out. They're like, ah, oh, shit. We'll put a Garage 56 car together. Sure. Sick. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I'm still. So, <laughs> so ten seconds. Ten second summary. Uh, no cautions. At the end of stages on road courses. Uh, losing a wheel penalty has been changed. Seven minutes instead of six minutes. To fix your car. Uh, you don't have to be in the top 30 for points anymore. Um, I think it was top 20 for the other series. Uh, choose cone at super speedways. I think it's at a few more tracks too, like the ones that like are want to be super speedways, like Atlanta. Uh, and, and oh, and Bristol Dirt gets it too, actually, as well. Um, mm-hmm. that'll be cool because I think that's actually something they do on dirt in real life. And then, uh, yeah, the rain tires at select tracks. So, other than that, I 
think that should sum up all the rule changes. I think there's some stuff happening with the uh, the charters. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what yet. I can't quite remember now. But something happened with that. Um, but I'll have to look into that more. I don't quite remember. But that's I'm about happy, it for NASCAR. I'm like, happy yeah. to see um, them take away cautions at the end of the stages on road courses. That's a good move. I think, it I think needs that's a, a step in the right direction. I think it yeah. needs a little bit more, be more broad, but I think that's a good thing. I'm a fan of the choose cone. I like the idea of a choose cone, but that just that's just a short track Saturday night type feel. Um, yeah, that choose thing's hard to get used to when you've been out of the game for a while. I was like, what? How did he get way yeah. up? What is going on? It's, and it's then I had, to go and, I had to go and look it up. And so tell me if I'm wrong, but... So the first and second place cars can pick what, which lane they want, correct? Uh, the first place, yeah, every car, right? car and The can. second place has to go the other. Every way. car, then, every no, car gets it. If you if you want to, if you're in second place and you want to line up behind the leader, you can take the bot inside lane. It's your choice. You yes, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy at plate tracks because now if you're like so in the, the top four, in, you can line up behind your teammate kind of thing. Yeah. So the guy in thirtieth place can say, "No one else taking the outside line. I'm going up there." Yeah, that's the, that's. I'm the, going up to second. Yep. Yeah. That's what makes. And it, that's how priest. That's how that's how priest jumped so many spots. Correct to get started on his run. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had a good car at the clash, but I think that's how he got up there. Was during one of the cautions. He he kind of went outside and got like third row outside. I think second row outside. It's it's and then drove his way to the front. It adds another strategy to it. Oh yeah, and and, and I get it. At the same time, I don't like it. I'm old. It's me, it's me personally a, as a new gen. I'm not a fan either. It's a dirt. Yeah, the okay. only place I see it's a short track dirt track thing. They run out and they throw the cone out in the middle of the the track as the drivers come around on the final pace lap, and everyone chooses the line they want, and then they. Run back in. Um, I don't think it's good for intermediate tracks, short tracks, dirt tracks, and super speedways. I think it's good because it adds a little bit of strategy. Is I'm going to give up a place or two to be with my teammate. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it at short tracks because it's a one groove track, and I can't lie. If you keep being that guy that gets shafted because you're in second place and you're always on the outside of your restart, so you get shuffled. Yeah. Like, I, I've had races, at least in sim. I mean, even in even in real life, where you just keep getting stuck on the outside, and it's just frustrating. I had one in real life, and I literally we had like ten restarts, and every single restart, I was in an even position. I was on the outside, and I could not get down. It was so frustrating. So I could totally yep. see how it makes sense at those like one groove tracks. Like I definitely feel like a short track, a dirt track is totally doable. I think they don't need it at places like Phoenix, like the intermediates, like New Hampshire and stuff. I don't think they need it at like places like, you know, the mile and a half. I really don't think it's useful. The two miles, I don't think it's useful. Plate tracks, I guess it's another strategy element because you can kind of gamble. Like it's a matter of like, Okay, hey, the top three guys jumped on the bottom. Well, do I want to gamble and go on the top? Like, why not give it a try? Or, like, say, you know, you're back there in 18th and you see, like, you know, the top 10 took the bot. Like, you know, maybe the top 10 are kind of scattered and there's only two guys on the top, six on the bottom. You want to jump up top and give it a try and see if you can get up there. I mean, like, you know, it's, it gives you opportunity. But me personally, I don't want to see it at a plate track. But I wouldn't, I, it wouldn't be the end of the world for me. I was thinking the plate tracks, like our old CU days, you know, you would have like one team luck out on a caution and they would get three cars lined up on the bottom 
Or they get two cars lined up on the bottom and the third guy's lined up behind you and you're in second on the outside. And it's just like, dude, I'm screwed. Like, I've lost four positions already because I know they're not gonna they're not gonna go with me. Now I can yeah, just pull up behind the leader him. and you know, at least I know I can push him. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, it could be beneficial in that sense, but you also, I feel like if you got, like, you know, four drivers or three drivers in, like, your top five, you just, like, take up a lane and control the race now. Like, it gives you a pretty substantial advantage if you can get them all lined up, you know? Yeah, well, so, you know, know. that comes to the guys that are going to try to screw that strategy up. You know, they got to think of that. You know, maybe it's not worth gaining the two extra positions to be on the outside. Maybe you need to take the bottom and lose four positions to break those guys up. It is different. Um, you know, like I said, it took me a minute. I'd actually go look up the ruling and stuff. That's how long I've been out of this sport. So if anybody else listening has been out of a sport a long time, you got a lot to catch up on, but it is fun. <laughs> I have to say it was good watching NASCAR again, you know? Um, we'll see how it goes at Daytona. I don't know, but I like the look of these new cars. I can tell you that much. They've, They've kind of started looking more like street cars in my mind. Yeah, the next they cars look past nice. Generations, yeah, I think if they can make them safer, I've heard that they're they're really rough. They got no crumples. Yeah, zones, watching no... Ty Gibbs' car burn to the ground during the clash was like, okay, welcome to the new yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, one more thing, actually. Um, the, they're adding mufflers at certain tracks. I don't know if you yes. guys picked up on it, but the LA Coliseum they had mufflers on them. That's what so, caused so, that fire, right? I don't know if it was the muffler or if I know the exhaust was always a problem last year. So I don't know if the muffler made that worse or if that was just a carryover of last year and it not working. Well, there was something about the, I don't know. The, configura- the configurations of the tailpipes they had changed from last year. I know I read an article about that. They were either out one side or the other, or they moved them up closer to the driver or something. Or maybe they're under the driver now. Anyways, they were having to uh, use extra earplugs like more than usual because they Them said they're loud. The drivers well, were wild. complaining about it. The drivers like the new mufflers. I also know They'll that... They'll probably implement that across the board, probably. after. I, I think after this year, it'll get implemented across the board. I Also, they made a crumple zone in the rear end, so now if you back into a wall, your rear end will crumple quicker. They need to. I mean, you can't be in this day and age with the technology we have having drivers getting hurt, you yeah. know? We'll find out at Daytona. Yeah, the Someone one those thing, changes were huge. The we're one showing. thing I had to say about it, and... I don't know. I I don't. I've not looked at data or anything, but you know, you back into the wall now. Your race is over compared to last year. Your race could keep going. I think. Uh, yeah, I was actually going to touch on that. You know what? I I honestly don't believe. Do believe though? Like, if you back it into the wall, your race should be over. Like, you shouldn't be able to back it in the wall. Keep going. That's not safe. Like yeah. your car's mangled. They they did a lot of changes. There there was a big one. The biggest one was the rear clip used to have like four bars connecting it to the like main chassis. Mm-hmm. Now it's only got two, and those two have like an almost like an A like type frame into it. They so have it's a meant breakaway. to fold up. So you, yeah. You're you're gonna see it fold up like it used to. Like when you used to back that car and how the thing would be like almost like a uh, an A, like you know, mm. how it would fold up the rear end, and you'd be riding on the back of the splitter or the the splitter in the back of the car. Like yeah. it was, it it'll fold up like that now. And I honestly think that's the right call. I mean, like for from a manufacturer standpoint, like 
oh, well, we got to chop off the rear clip and weld the new one on. But at least, you know, nobody's fucking dying or anything crazy like that. So it should be, uh, it should be pretty good. I think now, um, you know, I, other than that, I think that's just so it. Chevy's, just so Chevy's win more. I'm good with it. Nope. That's, that's all I got to say about watching NASCAR. Chevy's got to win again. <laughs> oh yeah. Chevrolet, baby. Whatever we do, no Fords. All Fords, baby. As, unless Fords. it's Blaney, then it's okay. Speaking of Fords. Fine. Still working. Hey, yo. What Speaking about Ford, Ford coming back to Formula One? Yeah. Ford, Ford, you mean that one? Ford so that one? is probably the biggest F1 news right now. Would be Ford is teaming up with Red Bull Racing 2026 to at least 2030, which, I mean, that's a big commitment if you think about it. Um, but it's down the road. It's kind of there's a bunch of stuff going to be going on in 2026. It, I mean, that was a time that it needs to be done if they're going to do it. But what got me is that they're they're partnering with them, but it's mostly for their hybrid new power, you know, next gen hybrid power units. Um, I guess that goes along with everybody just getting, you know, their hybrid engines, electrical engines. Ford's making a big push on that. I, I'm hoping that they're actually going to have something you know, to bring to the table. I'm sure there, there's a lot of stuff, but at the same time, it's really good for them to stick their name with a hybrid engine going into a very, very competitive team in Red Bull Racing and F1. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's going on them. They'll be in the uh, Red Bull and the uh, AlphaTauri um, 2026. So that is exciting. Hey. I know Norman's I know Norman's hyped up about it. Go for it, Norman. <laughs> He's uh, I, I also a very say. happy SBM Max fan now. I just want to uh, say no, that. I don't have to be a Max fan. I just yes, have you to do. Be, a, be a Ford fan. <laughs> um, but they, there are people saying that they are joining the hybrid side, but they will have influence on the internal combustion engine too. Oh yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, why wouldn't they? You know, that, I mean, really. Why would you not bring yeah. it on and let them let them give let you a little something? Yeah, they're they're. That's from what I'm hearing is they're going to, it's going to be, they're pretty much merging with, what is the Red Bull engine company? Honda. Well, not hot. What are they now? Powertrains. Yeah. Red Bull powertrains. RBR. Red Bull powertrains and Ford is how they're like listing it in 2026. Yeah, and Red Bull Powertrains is nothing but Honda, honestly. Um, They kept their lead designer on for a whole year last year. They're going to keep him on again as an advisor for two more years. Are they keeping Honda Honda on the car this year now? Is it Honda back on the car? Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Honda Red Bull. I can't vouch for this. Yes, it is. It is actually on the car, I'm pretty sure. You want my conspiracy theory? Yeah. Go for it. I love them. Let's go. Okay, so Ford's helping out with the hybrid stuff, right? Okay. Meanwhile, they're going to use all of Honda's trade secrets with the ICE. So what they're going to do is Ford's going to actually learn how to make a reliable powertrain from Honda. And then, boom, (laughs) maybe Ford's will actually produce a good quality powertrain in their vehicles on the road. You're talking about the engine company that is a third most successful team in Formula One? Just saying. Yeah. Talking about street, Ford, talking about street cars. Hey, guess Over what? Ferrari's on top, baby. Let's go, baby. Forza Italia. Yeah. How long has Ferrari been running Formula One racing, and how hey, many hey, years does Ford have in it? So technically, a win's a win, baby. 
<laughs> technically on the unveiling of the don't even get me started on these paints i'll get there in a minute the unveiling of the same old paint job i'm sorry the new paint job for the red bull um it, you it had looks, it right the first time yeah yeah I, I i don't even get me started on these liveries can we please get a livery change on one car yeah but uh i got oh, hyped really boy they hyped the thing and they're like here's your new car i mean it looks just like last year's we're with ford now and everyone's like oh ford I don't get behind them anymore. I know what they are. They're the same thing every year. Uh, well, so I was really excited. Alpha, I don't know. Sorry, I'll just jump off of this tangent. Alfa Romeo's looks decent, but really it's just the same car, but they put black where there's white. I don't you know, know what if looks better. It looks better. I, I think that Ferrari's going to come out with a red and white scheme. I, I have a feeling that they're going <laughs> to switch back to red and white, and they're not oh. going to do... No, because they did red and black last year, did they not? So yeah. I have a so, feeling they're going to go back because why else would Alfa Romeo change? Because like, no I, offense, the red and black look. I, I think it looks terrible. I think the white looks way better. Like it was so much more of a like, I don't know, mean, exquisite for lack of a better term. Like it had this made me beautiful look to it. Wine. Now it just looks like someone just took a black livery and added some red and called it a day. I, I actually didn't like Ferrari's black and red, so I'm hoping that they actually switch up now and they just flip. Now Ferrari's got the black and or sorry the the red and white. Mm-hmm. You see, no, I'm down with that. Ferrari did make an announcement about their scheme. It's gonna it be gonna red. have red on it. <laughs> yes. I, I, I could have told you. <laughs> wow, didn't yep. see that one coming. And then Williams, if anybody really cares, uh, uh, unveiled their car. Um, it still seems to probably be slow, and they're probably gonna be at the back. But the I don't know if y'all saw the the where the uh, air intake is above the driver's head. They made it look like a Duracell battery. So that's what? cool. Yeah, go that. look at it, man. Go look at it. What? I'm going to go see that now. Yeah. Uh, and Albon, like Albon dyed his hair blonde, which I think is a good juju. Well, that's, yeah, that's that's the news right there in F1. That's how exciting it is, boys. I'm into um, it. Yeah, unfortunately, his hair is blonde. Everybody else's cars looks the same. They got a Duracell battery. It is battery. a Duracell battery. They incorporated that so yes. good. I didn't yes. even pick up on it the first time. <laughs> You know me and these paint jobs. This is what I do, man. I've been staring at these things like, oh my um, gosh, the air intake on the F3. We need to make it a Duracell battery. Uh, <laughs> but the air yeah, intake. Oh yeah, I like the uh, I like the nuclear bomb, the nuclear missile air intake. I still think the yeah. Goodyear blimp would be epic, but yeah, that would be, dude. It's tight. So, so. There's been nothing really that, I mean, unless y'all have heard something, I haven't seen anything else about, you know, Cadillac and Andretti, uh, Autosport, Andretti Global. Getting I feel it. like this whole Ford Red Bull thing is a middle finger to it. It's like, it is. It's like, you want, it you want American at an F1? Like, all right, Ford, come over. But like, I don't know. It, did, it feels malicious to me. From I my understanding, was- Ford called pretty much every team in the paddock. And Red Bull was the only team to talk. That's a hell of a team. And see, yeah. I don't think I don't think they're actually middle fingering as an F1, FIA, whatever, is middle fingering Cadillac so much as they are Andretti. For some reason, they don't like and the thought of Andretti coming over. Um, I don't understand why. It, I know. You, you're going to need a big name in motorsport. You feel it, don't you? Yeah, there's you feel like there's something. It. There's a pushback. I think I think we're going to have a good Formula One season this season. I I think Ferrari is going to get their um, act together. 
personally. Don't give me false hope. It's kind of easy. Just don't screw yourself over. You know, if we change like, the strategy make... department. We can do it. Yeah. They're gonna have. Well, they have. They, they have more juice to spend than Red Bull does. Well, Their the problem going to be better. I don't know if like how they change things because y'all know my um, love for Ferrari around here. Um, the issue that they had though was there was no hierarchy. There'll never be one, and that's the it's issue just, they it's have. The Italians, yeah, it's just the way they are. I can say that, by the way. I'm Italian for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah. But no, you're Canadian. You ain't Italian. <laughs> no, I am Italian. Okay. No. You're Alabamian. Okay. I'm Italian. Okay. We've, no, deci- we... we've decided that. Anyway, just read moving that. On. Oh, we just decided that. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> there's uh, there's never been any structure. The, I, I actually feel for Mattia Benotto because I honestly don't think a lot of it was his fault necessarily. I, I have a feeling the inside, like the internal problems in that company is is pretty large or not company team is pretty large i think i think it's one of those things where one guy can't make a decision like you look at mercedes and you look at toto wolf and you're like that big daddy right there definitely makes the final decision and calls it and it's all him and he takes it however it goes i think with mattia binotto i think he kind of got shafted i think you know, he would want to do something and there'd be like, you know, three other dudes he'd have to talk to about it and they all had to clash about it and there's always issues. I, I have a feeling that there's not one guy calling the shots there. I think it's like a squad of people, a, a squadra of people. There you go. Italiano. Anyways. I think there's a Ford by Ferrari. Ooh, You're dreaming. Easy. Well, you know, you why? know, Ferrari was desperate when they hire a French guy to be their team principal. Well, that's why I, I don't want to diss this guy because I'll be honest, I don't know anything about him. I like Frederick Vester, dude. I think is he good? Cool like, I don't know. Is he going to be good? I, I genuinely have no I idea. I like him because he's funny. The interviews I've seen with him, I'm like, okay, this guy's funny. Like, so he seems like a very Steiner, straight to the point. He'll lose. He seems like a straight to the point <laughs> dude, though. I will say he kind of seems like he makes firm decisions. Like, hey, we're doing this. Let's do it. That's all I'm hoping for in our team. Like, hey, the strategy guys suck. Okay, let's can them. Let's not go through a 14-step process on why we should eliminate them from the team because they're garbage and made 14 different strategy calls that were garbage this year. Because honestly, I'm telling you, if you take out most of those strategy calls, like, yeah, LeClaire made some mistakes. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties. But it's the first year of the car, first full year. I mean, it's expected. But, man, those strategy calls were horrendous. Like, if you fix that, I guarantee you, you fix. I was calling better ones. Me from too. my coach. Seriously. And I'm getting I'm getting loud again. I'm gonna probably cut this thing out and it's gonna freaking make it sound ridiculous. But man, I was making better calls for my coach. I literally, I was really sitting there with my dad. I'm like, hey, we should pit right now, you know, because because yep. Red Bull just pit. We should probably follow suit so that we don't fall behind. But no, let's let's wait like another ten laps so that they, you know, dig like ten seconds into our window and then you know what, let's pit now instead of just waiting it out or riding it out. Let's just pit now so Dude, that we can't no ten joke. seconds behind them. Like why There's not? Multiple times where I was jumping up and down in my living room like why aren't they pitting Leclerc? Why aren't you I pitting him? What are you screaming? Doing? Like screaming many, at my I TV. Mean, honestly, three, maybe four races lost. Lost last year. Of course, there's other things that could happen, but I'm saying they lost at least three of those. I know for sure, just on yeah. bad strategy. What was the race? I know there was a lot. I think it was towards the end of the year. Leclerc was asking to pit, and they wouldn't pit him, and they put him on yeah. hards. 
Yeah. What's up he's with like, this? This is the engineer? wrong move. What are we doing? What's up with this race engineer always being like, like, nope, don't pit. Okay, pit now. And he's like, I already passed the line. Like, okay, well, pit next time. Like, he's it like, happens oh, every day. We'll try it's, again. It's not a joke. Like, I'm not, it's not over exaggerating. Like, I feel like every year we get some or multiple times last year. It was well, like, qualifying at Interlagos where he was the only guy on intermediates. Like, what? Yeah. What so I there? think that might, that well, that little stuff like that that you're talking about might come from what Antonio was trying to touch on that, you know, there's not one person making the, are we going? Are we not going? Are you want to go? No, we don't want to go. No, okay. Tell him to come in. Tell him to come in. You know? It's the and, Italian you know, mafia, dude. Like, Leclerc's just the face <laughs> of it. Like, he can't do anything, bro. Like, he just needs to do what he's told. Like, he's, didn't he sign a contract through 26? Like, Dude, he's, yeah. You just got to do what you're told, bro. Yeah, yeah bro. Just, Domen- Domenico sitting down. back at Big Shots Cafe, sipping on his cappuccino, making the shot, making the calls. And he can't make a decision. So here we are, running around, trying to find the tires. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm just like, uh, damn. Yeah, it's killing me. End. Does anyone know? I want to look that up. What's that now? Uh, I want to say, say next year. I, I don't, say I don't feel year. like he has a future with Ferrari. Dude, I mean, like, I'll be honest with you, I I, I like Ferrari because I'm Italian. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie; they're not my first choice team because of just the dumb decisions they make, and it's hard to stand behind them on some things. I can't lie, but literally, single-handedly, they're about to ruin Leclerc's career. Like, literally, the guy yeah. has so much talent. Like, yeah, he made some mistakes this year. I do think everybody was way too hard on him. By the way, like, he made one mistake at France, and everyone just absolutely food on him i was like dude he made a few mistakes like yeah okay he didn't just make one but like come on man everybody makes mistakes it was my he's been doing world champion he's been doing fantastic all year you can see when we give him the car he can drive the thing but here we are ruining his career like the guy is literally if he doesn't leave in the next two like if we don't improve in two years and he doesn't leave i will be amazed i I think there's got to be an exit clause in that contract and if he doesn't leave I will be amazed if he doesn't leave and we suck still. Where does yeah. And that's go? so frustrating because I don't think the car's that far behind, is it? Dude, I think he's a world champion. I, I mean, I don't think I, he should be. Is that I far thought he behind? was last year. First race of the year came down the pipe. I was like, there it is. Leclerc's your world champion. It's going to be a blowout this year. We see Where how does... Verstappen. We saw how Verstappen and Leclerc raced each other. They both, in my opinion, have a very similar driving style. Max maybe can be a little bit more of an asshole sometimes. I can't lie. He does have a little bit more of like those crazy over the top moves. However, that was also only when he's racing Max. So that's like an or not Max, only when he's racing Lewis. So that's another topic for another night. But I do think that they have a similar driving style. And I really think Leclerc can succeed. Like, if Max can win a championship, I genuinely believe Leclerc can. I think. Where so. does Leclerc go if he leaves Ferrari, though? Andretti. Well, at the at the moment, I don't think he does. <laughs> but what if, if Ferrari falls off the face of the earth, I mean, like, it's not that hard. I don't to think jump they shit. ever will. They I don't won't. think they ever will fall off the face of the earth. Now, they'll in, in always be technology. third. Isn't there oh. some back back room contract between Ferrari and F one that like? Ferrari they get the like, most money, yeah. Formula but. One pays Ferrari every year to be in Formula One. Hold on, I want to. I've, I've heard about. Yeah, this. no, they, I've watched a video of it. They get the most money no matter where they stand, but that's slowly starting to come. I think off they're slowly reeling it back in F one. But I'll be honest with you, if Ferrari pricing. leaves, that'd be crazy. If, if Ferrari do, leaves, that'd be crazy. I don't think they'll let them. 
so there'll be a you know donation or something on the backside that they won't ever leave. I don't think right. not, not in our like 10, 15 years, you know what I'm saying? There's only two teams that have been there since the beginning, right? I don't know about uh, since the beginning, but Ferrari's got such a presence in that sport. Like Ferrari's, Ferrari's been there from the beginning. Before. They've been from the very beginning, yes. And I know it's a weird, but Alfa Romeo has touched base off and on a lot through the years. Um, as just a sponsorship sometimes and sometimes as a you know, full car team. But yeah, so what are we thinking this year? Are we thinking RBR? I mean Red Bull or I think I it's think it's honestly that, anybody's game at this point. I, I want Mercedes to cr- to claw to crawl back a bit though. I don't want them to be completely out to lunch like they were at the start of last year. I think yeah. it's Max, but I think he's actually gonna have to like last year really just kind of there at the end, just kind of coast your good. He was the just issue, so much more dominating. But I the, think this year he's gonna he win it, but he's gotta fight for it. The the Oz issue for me all. is that like Max is honestly one of the greatest drivers I've ever watched. Just the dude is an animal. Like just he's one of the ballsiest drivers I've ever seen. Totally I'll tell you that. dominant. Like, and I think Leclerc. I think if Max wasn't there, I think Charles Leclerc would be one of the greatest drivers of all time, along with Lewis Hamilton. But there's a lot of really good drivers on track right now. There is a lot of talent on the grid, though. 100%. There's a lot of talent yeah. on the and grid. And you got all yeah. these new guys that we haven't even really seen. We've seen. I want to see times. what Mr. Logan Sargent has for us, dude. I want to. I mean, dude, like, I want him to be my hero. I want I want to see, and I, I'm going to say this real quick, then I'm going to segue back to what I was talking about a little bit earlier. I want to see what the Haas team does with two drivers that can actually drive that car. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good one. so much. They can only do so much. My so friend. it's Ferrari and McLaren. Ferrari's been since 1950. McLaren's been since 1966. Are the only two teams on the grid that haven't bought out teams besides Haas, but Haas is too new to really put in that category. I also have a lot of faith in Mr. Georgie Russell. I think that he's the That's- he's the kind of guy that tattles on you for cheating on your homework. And like, not a lot of people like him for that. <laughs> but, but he think, cheats on his own homework. But I think he's really fast, and I think that you can't sleep on that man. Like, I think that George Russell in the right in the right light is every bit as talented and as quick as Leclerc or Max. Like, I want to see. I want to see Toto have to. Toto's going to have to make a call this year. Is he going to have to real? Russell in and let Hamilton go, or is he going to let Russell go and know Hamilton's leaving at the end of the year? I mean, I think... Oh, he'll I think, let Russell go, I think, at this point. I, I really do. I kind of got a little bit of that feeling last year on the radio. I was listening. Yeah. You know, uh, that Hamilton, he will... You know, it's, it's the fastest car, hands down. I have to say, Total Wolf, I think he's not going to care. He's not going to make a decision for someone to just let out the gas and let Hamilton go on around Russell. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. But I don't think it'll be the other way either. Um, I feel like I feel like Lewis Hamilton is in a similar position to like LeBron James, right? Like you're the greatest, and forever, even if people break your records, we'll still debate that you're the greatest, like Michael Jordan, right? Yes, and. 
I think that he's in a similar position to LeBron James. Like he's one of the oldest guys on the grid. He's been doing it forever. He's break he's breaking or has broken all the records. Like if you're the coach of the Lakers, you're just gonna let that guy do him. Like just do you, LeBron. Like just do you, Lewis. I think if I were Toto, I would just make sure that that guy had enough fuel in his car and good tires, and I would just stay the hell out of his way. Honestly. I think Lewis just wants one more, and he's done. I think all he wants is that one more. I think he just wants one win, right? I think he just wants one more champion. I think he really wants that. What the next championship is breaks you think the record. He really right? can pull yeah, that off. The record. You really think yeah. he can win another world championship? I, I think, think he's so. got. I think he's got it in him. I don't know if the team's got it in them. Yeah. 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 I think. I think Red Bull's gotten so much stronger in the last couple of years, and then Ferrari now is is you know is above them at the first of last season. Does Lewis you want my go opinion? to Ferrari? You want my opinion? Wholeheartedly, I believe. If you give any of those guys, whether it be Leclerc, Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris, Russell, any of those guys, you give them the car, I promise you they will win you a championship. It's just a matter of who's going to have the car. Because I, I don't know if we're going to have a, a season where they're going to be close. Like I, I really want another close team, like two teams that are close with their car. But I really don't know who's going to have it this year. It's really a toss-up right now between Ferrari, Mercedes, and Verstappen. And sorry, and, uh, and for, literally and Verstappen. I mean, it, well, let's be honest. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but, think, what Red about Bull, Checo? But, you know, there, <laughs> Formula One has to do it though, right? Like that's the old way of Formula One. Is like these. Well, it, it wasn't forever, and it hasn't always been that way. But the best years are like when coming into the last four rounds, there's like five guys, right? Or like four guys. And I know the point system changed and it changed it a little bit. But I think it's in Formula One's best interest to foster an environment for that again. And I think 2023 might be the year we see it with the, they cut Red Bull's time in the tunnel and like some of their development. And I think Ferrari is fast. They just didn't have the right management. I think Mercedes is Mercedes, right? Like, we're gonna rebound. We could have that season, this season, that like screamer, you know what I mean? Where like coming into the last three races, like we're five to 10 points apart, one and fourth place. I can, well, and you do have to, you do have to remember that this is the time that the pink Mercedes showed up in last year's car. Yeah. It was two or three years after we brought out a new car. So if Aston Martin comes out of nowhere and got Alonzo behind the wheel. Dude, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Who knows? Who dude, knows? Alonzo, dude, my great-grandchildren are going to still be watching Alonzo race. Uh, dude, I, I love Fernando Alonzo, but like... <laughs> carried in, set into time, the seat. It's honestly, it, we need to get... There's so many great Formula 2 guys and like... Yeah, yeah. we've talked about it. It's, yeah. it's crazy how, many, how much talent's out there waiting Man, for their chance. I know. Dang so. it. But... Hey, I think it's going to be a killer season. I think it's going to be a Good season. A, it's going to be a rock in Formula One. I think all 2023 racing is going to be pretty good. Or it's shaping up to be at least. Yeah, it's looking like a good good time to be a race fan for sure. And I think oh, yeah. more people are than ever right now. Well, recently. Yep, 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 yep. So, got uh, Drive to Survive coming up. Everybody loves the drama of that TV show. And that's oh, yeah, that's coming, coming down in three. Testing will be coming out um this year so 
Those those times don't mean crap. Last year, McLaren was at the top of the board in testing, preseason testing. So they never mean anything. Yeah, but but race um, cars go vroom, and we like that. Back to the old uh, Daytona 500. That'll be the next thing coming up. I mean, does anybody got before any cars hit any tracks? Who do you think is going to win it? Ryan Blaney's going to win it. Ryan Blaney, Blaney. he says. Okay, okay. You want to know? I actually have. I have an argument, okay? Where, where was it? Was it Dega or was it Daytona? Wherever the last race was, he was leading, and Chase beat him, and he made a mistake. He didn't go up and block. And I, that's happened to him a couple times now, and I think he's going to learn, and he's going to do it because he's always up there. He's always there. He's always in contention. I've never, I've, I honestly, unless he's gotten into a wreck, which he usually doesn't at the plate tracks, he's always been up there in contention. But he's not the greatest on the plate tracks he's almost there he's almost i think he can do it man i would love to see it i mean obviously i'd love to see it. he's my driver but yeah there's, yeah. A, there's a few guys i mean shit denny man he's unreal he's always good denny slaps looking for that 41 going for that 41 boys that's oh your, that's your pick huh it is my pick now for every race i don't care i'm backing him i'm backing are we 500 picks um, yeah, yeah. There, there's lots of good drivers, man. I mean, Bush is out for a vengeance. I mean, Logano's good. We got Blaney. We got uh, who am I missing? Like, there's so many. Den- Denny, literally, the guy's won it what three times now. Like, he's Truex, good. Truex, I mean, he's usually even Truex. He's there too. He's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So, if you're gonna Ross go Chastain, with Stenhouse Jr., they're pretty good on. I mean, I hate to say that, but they're pretty good on plate tracks. Easy. If you you're gonna go with a normal, I'd say Denny. Just he's the he's the pick because of how many he's won. But I'm gonna go off the books here. Pastrano barely qualifies in in the duels and wins the whole thing. Oh, that's God. a crazy thing. That would be so sick. <laughs> oh, I'd love that side story on Pastrana. So that's what the deal with Denny was. Denny, you know, he's racing in one of the what is it, twenty three eleven cars, and so. Um, Denny said that they're going to, they, he said no practice before he goes, he hasn't been in since they changed the shifters in NASCAR to sequential. He goes, we're going to have to borrow somebody's parking lot just so he can figure out how to get up to speed to qualify <laughs> for this thing. And I was like, that's not fair. They got to let him drive the car. Like he's, so he's run too many sequentials in his life. He knows how to drive one. I know, but still, you know, you get one <laughs> yeah. chance at the qualifying and then yeah. you, know, you got to race in and you'd rather just qualify up closer. So that's what I think would make Anyways, the story too. Like, think about him, like, barely, like, last lap pass to qualify in, knocking Jimmy Johnson out of the race, and then freaking winning the whole thing. Yup. Yup. Now, there's a lot of stuff going to happen, of course, Rex and all that other BS, but, so, 24 Daytona's in the books, that means the racing season has started, for sure. Um, F1's coming around, we're going to see some of these awesome liveries coming out, probably, Hopefully, something different than last year. Not a big diversion no, on liveries. Not so far. But not so far. can we get back to NASCAR? Can we like run like maybe two liveries a year? We have to run a new livery every year, every race. Sponsors change up too much nowadays. Nobody yeah, rides it out. And there's it's too not many team sponsors, uh, it's driver sponsors. There's too many big co- companies that own too many things. You know, when you get, you know, uh, what is it? Whoever owns like, you know, Cottonelle and Kleenex and all, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. own so many different things that they have to support all of them. So I know we talked about that last time, but yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, uh, 
Number so I books? think I think are we do we want to do a full segment episode whatever on Daytona? I would think so. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I mean, it is a big like deal. Post five hundred or pre five hundred? Like both. Like let's do a pre five hundred. Just like, like. Are we gonna uh, do it? Teaser. That's a good word, right? And then a little like forty-five minute teaser. Then our next full cool. episode cool. will maybe, do a post five hundred review. Maybe you know breaking yeah. down the duels Friday night. The duels. Oh, the duels. The duels are on Thursday. The Daytona Friday. duels. Friday, know, we I'm can racing. do qualify and then break the duels down, and then I guess Monday we can just do our normal episode, but it just mainly be five hundred because that's yeah. like the only race that weekend. The duels. Yeah. I want to talk 500. I want to like spend some time on it. Um, Get up to 500. Yeah. <laughs> Big topic, man. Um, and then also, like, before we call it a night, uh, wanted to talk about some league racing, some league zero league racing before we go. Um, this last week at Brands Hatch was interesting. The sprint race was a little bit of a disaster. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I did. Of course, you know I've been out of it this year, but I really didn't tune in. But just seeing the chat, the general chat, and yeah. like y'all's chat through the yeah. steering was like. Ooh. <laughs> I think this season's gonna be really good. Hockenheim's coming up. It's gonna be fun. Um, that one's gonna be really points cool. battles are fixing up to be pretty crazy. I can't. Yeah, lie. yeah, I really think so. Hold too. on a minute. If any of our listeners would like to find what we're talking about, what is that website, uh, Antonio? That'd be LeagueZero.net, baby. LeagueZero.net for all your League Zero needs. Yeah, come on. Join us. It's fun. It's F3 fun. racing Thursday night. If you like us, come race with us. If you don't like us, come beat us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. All I have Just to say run. is Antonio pointed this out. There's one driver. I won't mention him by name, but he also was not protested for a second week in a row. Oh. Was he not there? <laughs> yeah. yeah <right. laughs> Anyways, no names. What are you say, <laughs> yeah, you're right. The points battle is going to be working up pretty close. Uh, shout out to Reed Gibson, Micah Barnett, Finzo, Fitzsimmons, Flo, and Raymond taking up the top five. I think that those five guys are so fast, dude. Um, Antonio hasn't rear-ended Nick this season, I don't think, yet. It's coming. <laughs> it's definitely hey, coming. Now. I don't, need to, I don't need to rear him. He just wrecks out. We're good. There that league go. is <laughs> fast. I have to say, uh, I haven't Dude. run a race this year, but at the end of These last guys. season, I realized that that league is Man. much more than a beginner league. These guys the are last, quick, dude. Yeah, the last three seasons, I mean, have just turned it up 100 every season, it seems like. Like two seasons ago, I would like be upset at myself if I didn't qualify in the top five or finish in the top five. This season, if I qualify in the top 15, I'm like, dope. Like, I'm in for a good race. <laughs> like, I know. It changed, man. It got competitive. It's really good, though. And, and I mean, there's still some guys killer. racing at the bottom. But it's, it's, it's the top has gotten crazy. It's also, even if you, you aren't into, the, into racing in the league, it's good Thursday night sim racing to watch on youtube on um team goon squad youtube channel team goon squad yeah that's right just so like you think check us out on team goon squad um check us out on league zero.net um 
join the Discord and uh, come get you some of that juicy Formula 3 racing on a Thursday night. I'm telling you, it is worth yeah. it. Yeah, coming, it's good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. we got good ones coming down the pipeline. We got Hockenheim, and then following that, we got Okayama, Silverstone, Spa. Uh, yeah, seriously, if you're listening I this, might come, come in some. for Silverstone being the um, full-length race. Make sure full length race, but the no-sprint yeah. race. Yeah, we're doing 32 laps at Silverstone on the 23rd of February, and it is going to be a banger. That is going to be a banger. I had a great race at Spa last year for that style race till, you know, my evil net code. Ah. If I can't race for that one, I may have to show up and do a little crew chief help. Possibly I'll, for a, I'll a take couple your of help. guys. Whatever for me? Want. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm open for it. No dudes. I don't know. Those, one, those one guys are running a pretty sick paint scheme. I don't know. He actually wants to crew chief the uh, the entire race. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not just the first couple of laps. Shots fired. Hey, Antonio, can you pull this knife out of my back? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, it is a free to enter league. So if you are listening and looking for a league, uh, even if you're not an open wheel guy, come and learn. There's, there's plenty. There's plenty for everybody. Well, guys, yeah. I think, uh, I think that was a killer um overview of everything that's going on like i said wait a minute was that it the, uh, i mean i mean it's never it it's that just it, it for now it is it for now what's crazy is time flies when you're having fun and talking about what you love what's crazy right. is i didn't even have to pay for advertisement y'all just did it for me <laughs> yeah that's oh, right. we didn't make that deal yet <laughs> that's all right it's worth it um, we're gonna fade out to Norman laughing like a little girl. Yeah, but but keep on the keep on the lookout for maybe a Daytona 500 update or at least post race update. And, yeah, maybe uh, a little love, uh, maybe a little love, uh, little Daytona quickie there. Whatever yeah. you call that. We're still we're still talking. I thought sure we should have faded out by somewhere, but we faded out. Have we faded out. You're gonna fade out. <laughs> fade me. I mean, see what happens. Come at me, dog. Catch me outside. Second internet. Yeah, my internet was just, I don't know how I'm still here.